0: The alphabet Flat Encyclopedic Marvel Journey where I go through the official handbook of the Marvel Universe with a guest. We talk about all the characters we know and love and have forgotten as well. My name is Jesse Cooper, and with me today is Jordan. Hello. So today, uh after a very momentous uh character we talked about last time, who I forgot already. Let me see. Oh come on, Jesse. Yeah, after talking about very mysterious and Actually, kind of boring person. Uh, we're gonna talk about another boring person. Oh, <laughs> because it's another internal. Oh no! So this one is named Cersei. Wait, Cersei? Isn't that the one that can kind of turn things into other things? That's all internals because they have because they have powers. Just all the powers. Like I mean, she's the one that sometimes is referred to as
1: the the Circe Circe. Like I thought, that like in Marvel mythology, she she sometimes took that role in Greek mythology.
0: Well, what do you think Circe looks like? What does Circe does? Well, you know what they do, what she does. She's an eternal. She has all the powers, and she uses, and she doesn't teleport because it might hurt her tummy. Okay, so I'm trying to remember because
1: I might get her mixed up with the Enchantress, uh, with her looks. But I kind of remember her being in like some kind of weird green getup, that's like, only, like a like a one piece swimsuit and then gloves and boots.
0: Pretty much, she's like a sneeze away from having a world wardrobe function.
1: <sighs> okay, yeah, yeah, I definitely remember the black hair was
0: what differentiated her from the Enchantress. Like imagine if the enchantress was like, wore like a high-waisted like one piece that also had like a plunging deep V that, like, she must have real good tape. What? <laughs> like, well, like I said, she can turn
1: things into other things, so maybe she just like turns the molecules of her swimsuit
0: right there just to be always sticky. Maybe, maybe. She actually might have almost the least amount. <laughs> like, there's only one other person I can think of. What do you think makes her different from the other internals? Because all the internals have a gimmick. Like you said, like how everyone can
1: turn one thing into other things. I honestly thought that was like her big, big thing. Was like she was really good at it. Like she loved turning things into other things, and and was like made it her calling card to do that. But I don't know now, because like you, you said like all our tu- internals can do that.
0: Technically, she's technically one that does really like doing, turning things into other things.
1: Yeah. Can't remember if she's, like, more of a antagonist or just a jerk jerk god. You know what I mean? Like, she actually does villainy or more that she shows up and because she's a god, she th- or thinks she's a god, that she just does what she wants.
0: Uh, it's kind of more along that lines. Her name is Cersei. Her occupation is dancer, actress, former stage magician, and hedonist. <laughs> I, I like how that's on her calling card. Like, just just a real fun person to be around. Anyone who has hedonists on their business card, I'm probably okay with them in some aspect, depending on the person. I'll decide that in like the first five minutes of meeting them. I mean, I at least got got to give them props for you know owning it you might be be like hedonist bob who's just like <laughs> a little bit too into it i'm just like mm, mm. i know you're being real hedonistic right now but really we'll decide if, if she would be a person i would hang out with okay her identity as an internal is uh publicly revealed was publicly revealed but is generally disbelieved
1: Well, I mean, sometimes it's hard to believe, like, oh, hey, I'm the god of thunder, Thor. You know, that Thor that everyone knows about all those years. It's like, really? You're that person from so many thousand years ago?
0: Right here, right now? She's a citizen of Olympia, and she's a naturalized citizen of the United States. Um, She goes by Sylvia Circe, normally. And she used to go by Circle. Wait, S-C-I-R-C-E? No S E R S I Um She was born in Olympia. Uh so her marital status is unrevealed, but she's currently unmarried. So she could have been so she could have been divorced, but she's currently unmarried. She lives in New York. So she first showed up Strange Tales Number 109 The Sorcerer and Pandora's Box. In 1963, of course, it was written by Jack Kirby because Jack Kirby wrote almost all of the internal stuff, um, and we can we'll have some uh, cover piece theater. Oh, see, and that that was when she was uh, she went by S- Cersei with a C. The man known as a sorcerer unleashes Pandora's box on Johnny Storm. The Human Torch must escape and fast um the other the other stories in in this issue was the cosmic earth is off limits, and time was cover peace theater okay, to set the scene, basically Johnny Storm is surrounded by a bunch of i mean by people I mean like gaseous like demon looking things.
1: That one looks like one of those old, terrible hand puppets that they used to sell in the 90s.
0: Actually, almost all of them look like, a uh, one of them looks like a Boglin. You know what? Yeah, that's
1: that's what I meant. Yeah, it's the Boglin.
0: And another one another one looks kind of like a purple, like, lizard with bat wings. Another one looks like a, if you put, like, a, like an old man's face on, like, a lung dragon. And another one looks kind of like just, I'm going to just say a turd with arms. <laughs> He has ears too. Uh, you're going to be. Uh, Johnny Storm. I'm gonna be the sorcerer. Okay. Will the power of the mighty human torch be enough to defeat the sinister sorcerer and his imps from Pandora's box? They're all around me, and each has a different supernatural power. Go, my faithful imps, and destroy the human torch. Forever! Okay, scene. God, I love old comic uh, covers. Yeah, like, uh, I kind of, like, as much as I like modern covers a lot, because they're really good a lot of times, also sometimes I miss how cheesy they are were. So, Cersei, let's get into her overly long backstory. Uh, so she's a third or fourth gen- uh, generation member of the Internals. They're made by the Celestials. And uh, they pretty much live, they don't live forever, but but they pretty much do. They have, like, several times the lifespan. I mean, hundreds times the lifespan. Humans. Uh, Their cells
1: take a long time to break down.
0: Yeah. She lives, She she's lived for at least 4,000 years, and she's still considered quite young by internal standards um
1: only 4000
0: yep she's still quite young she's she's basically in her uh 20 something in, in internal years although she has always loved the pursuit of pleasure it has been uh, and has been known for giving unusual and memorable parties since the days of ancient Greece she's always been equally dedicated to her work mean like you know, some people party hard and work hard.
1: And when your work is partying.
0: Yeah. She spent decades uh developing her talents for psionically rearranging and transmuting power. So she's she's better at it than uh, than any other internal. Ah, okay. By the time uh by the time of her meeting uh Odysseus who I guess is real in this universe. That's... Because I
1: think it, they bounce back and forth between that, because there's another... I know there's another one where the backstory is she bumped into Homer, and Homer's like, oh, I'll put her in my story.
0: At least at this point. Like, the Argonauts were real. Does any of the Hercules comics go into, like, his ancient myth days?
1: I... I don't know. Like, like I I think I mentioned once... Before, he, there was the time when he was powing around with Amadeus Cho, Cho and there's a, and he explained one of the reasons he didn't like to go by Heracles, his actual Greek name, because he and he is supposed to be the Greek incarnation was because he felt bad about how he threw a tantrum and killed his family, and he just didn't want to. He just rather be called Hercules because he can disassociate from that.
0: But you think I would go a little bit into that stuff because that would probably be a pretty fun. Well, let's see. The Twelve Labors... Because, like, I could could imagine, like, a pretty, like, fun Hercules comic. Make it, like, a twelve-issue run of just the twelve labors. Like him retelling what
1: actually happened to him?
0: Maybe him having him meet some internals and stuff like that? That'd be kind of cool. I don't know off the top of my head if that was a thing, though. Yep, they really just retell... A small version of the, uh, of the Odyssey
1: here. Oh, the whole turning crew into, into, uh, pigs and such.
0: Yep.
1: Just read the Odyssey. It's not that long. Yeah, there's a lot of good, uh, versions of it, too. Like, some really good retellings and such. Oh, if you want a very good musical one, you can go, go uh, watch Oh Brother, Wherefore Art Thou?
0: Yeah, it's a pretty good retelling. You know, it has some pretty good music as well. John Goodman? John Goodman as a terrifying cyclops. Yep, he's a, he's a Bible salesman who's trying to bilk people out of money. It's pretty good. I need to watch that movie again. That might be something I do after I record. I'm going to just skip past a bunch of stuff. Athena did act as uh, Odysseus's uh, patron. Uh but whenever, you know, Athena would intervene or Hermes would intervene, it was often uh Circe and Macari, uh who I feel like they are just throwing that in as as like a hey, these things are these people are cool, right? oh she's she also visited Camelot uh during the reign of Arthur Pendragon. She helped expose the imposter of the mutant now known as Maha Yogi, who was then impersonating Merlin. Oh, yeah, this that was old, that old chestnut, yeah, it was before it was an alien, <laughs> pretending uh it was. Pretending that they were uh, Merlin, but after actual Merlin was gone. Listen to my Merlin episode, please, if you want to hear (laughs) some stuff about Merlin.
1: Uh, To be fair, if a time traveler finds himself around that time, and they had the know-how, I wouldn't be surprised that, like, multiple people would pretend to be Merlin.
0: Yeah. I probably would pretend to be Merlin if I could, uh...
1: I mean, it's like, you know, sometimes someone nowadays pretending to be a celebrity that no one really knows what they look like.
0: Uh, basically, as the years gone on, she she learned to, like, really like to act and sing and stuff like that. So she would uh, often perform as an actress, singer, stage magician, or dancer. Uh, she spends a lot of her time now in Manhattan. She kind of just hangs out with a bunch of fancy people and throwing throwing a bunch of real good parties for all those rich people. She revealed herself to be an internal, publicly, and even demonstrated her powers held at New York City's City College by an anthropologist, Professor Samuel Holden. Most of the general public don't believe in, like, the hidden races of, like, of the inhumans and internals and stuff like that. So they're just like, yeah, she's probably just a mutant or something. She fights the deviants. That's kind of, that's kind of what she does. Yep. So she is just, uh, she just kind of shows up as a witchy person. And then she just uh, throws parties that that's her deal.
1: Ooh, I like how this one thing says that at one point when the Eternals decided to do the uni mind thing, and they to, to, to debate what the eternal shall do for the future. She's like, nah. Whatever they do, I'm still gonna just be an actress and do stuff what I want.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. I can, I can, uh, I can respect that a lot. Uh, she always fights with the internals, so she's real good at turning things into other things. Uh, there's a real good picture of her. Uh, blasting magic at someone, an old timey warrior dude, and hitting his shield, and then all of a sudden he's holding a pig, and he's just like, "What? It's a pig!" We'll, we'll look at that like, like, uh, like. <laughs> I love that. You think you have me, pig? And like, like somehow, like he has must have real good reflexes because like it turns into a pig, and he like just he's like, "I'm catching this pig."
1: Well, well, it's a good pig. You wouldn't want that to fall.
0: Yeah, and and like his face goes from like anger to just like I I love the look on his face. Look at it, just like (laughs) (laughs) like whoever drew whoever drew those panels did like a real good job because I can like that's genuine shock. (laughs) Uh. But, um, her powers is every power.
1: That Eternals turtles have, which is every power. Every
0: power. She has powers. She doesn't like to teleport because it might hurt her tummy. Uh, also, she's a trained dancer. And, uh, she also has, like, real good athletic ability and agility. So, yep. That's Cersei. There we go. Yeah, well, what do you think about her? Ah, uh,
1: I kind of like her her Greek mythology based character more than
0: than the Marvel based character. I can I can understand that by quite a bit. I uh find her to be very uh, tedious, like most of the internals. They just kind of insert themselves in things that are more interesting and then be like, "Hey, but we're actually this thing." I'm just like, mm, "No, that doesn't make you more interesting, though." I guess it's cool that she likes to party. I guess. I think she wasn't she.
1: She was like part of the Avengers for a while. I think
0: she might have been. I'll look a little bit into some of the other stuff. Yeah, she was. She was in the Avengers briefly. Yeah. Looked like it was the Jim Shooter years. Maybe Uh, it was when Crystal was on the team as well. Mm. That's a weird team. It was when, um, uh, not Perry, probably Dane Whitman, Hercules, Cersei, Captain America, Crystal, Thor, Thor with a beard though. And I don't recognize that dude. This would have been in the 80s.
1: But yeah, growing up, the 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 whole Cersei being able to turn things into other things was always one of those Greek myths that I liked. Uh, what do you have to plug? Um, you can find me, even though we're still kind of on a break, but we're slowly coming back, on What's McCracken, which is a cartoon rewatch and discussion podcast where we kind of focus on the works done uh, of shows done by Craig McCracken, most notable for Foster's Home for Imaginary Friends and the Powerpuff Girls, and the series that we're currently looking at, uh, Wander Over Yonder, which is about a weird wandering weirdo Orange furry spoon guy that's voiced by Jim uh Jack McBriar
0: Yep. And like and you can tell. He doesn't change his voice. You'll think you're you're like, it might as well just be Kenneth. <laughs> or Fixic Felix. Oh, yeah. Mm. See, no, whenever I watched like that one episode I watched, like that one <laughs> episode I watched, I'm just like, this is pretty much Kenneth if you had a magical horse <laughs> thing <laughs> Um, but yeah, uh, my name is Jesse. I have another podcast called Creepy Critters, if, uh, where I talk about cryptids. I also have a cat that is my little cryptid, with f- a cat with four thumbs, Dexter. If you want to look at pictures of him, you can go to at Marvelous on Instagram. Uh, if you'd like to see pictures of the people we are talking about, you can go to the HodgePod group on Facebook or the Twitter account at Alphabet Flight. Please go uh please rate review subscribe on on your podcatcher of choice, as well as go to the links down below where you can uh go to my Patreon and uh you know give me some money. If and if I get uh twenty five dollars a month I'll do a extra episode a week where I talk about a pet in the Marvel universe from the official handbook official pet marvel pets handbook um this has been alphabet flight and may madcap show you how truly mean this life is good night you